0: Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God.
1: There is a great privilege to be here among brethren and among great people of God in this congregation. Don't you just love the Gleesons? Wonderful people, wonderful people. I knew Brother Stanley Gleason when he was quite young, quite young, (laughs) and he's always been a wonderful person, including his parents, his brothers, his whole family, wonderful, wonderful people. And it is such a marvelous thing to have men of God like this among us because we are safe in hands of great shepherds. And Sister Gleason is like a queen mother, isn't she? She's just like a queen mother. She's a wonderful, wonderful lady of God. And I also like their children, wherever they are. (laughs) I want to read to you today from the book of Acts chapter 1. Here Jesus is being quoted if you look in verse four, it says, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were coming together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of to Israel? And he said unto them, It is now the seasons which the father has put in his own power here's where I want to go verse 8 he said but ye shall receive power everyone say power Power. say it again one more time but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you say this is after." after look at your neighbor say this is after Say, I've got the Holy Ghost. Ghost. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Would you lift your hands, your voices, and your hearts, and would you pray before you are seated? Pray that God will do with you here today exactly what he wants to do with you. Lord Jesus, today at the conclusion of this great conference I am praying that you, O oh God, that a spirit of revelation and understanding permeate this place that you will illumine our minds and our hearts, that we will never ever be the same again. I pray for every man of God in this place. I pray for every child of God, that somehow you will open the floodgates of memory and take us all back to the place where we first found you. Help us to hear the sound of the rushing mighty wind again. Help us to hear the crackle of cloven tongues of fire. But more than all of that, Help us to feel the surge of power from the Spirit of a living God. Help us to be changed, touched by the Master's hand. We will
0: not fail to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. We ask these things in the matchless, resplendent, all-powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You may go down clapping. Would you clap your hands with all of your might and would you lift your voice of praise to the Lord. I like what I feel in this house today. And I want to reiterate again today, because Jesus is here, anything can happen. Anything is possible in the presence of the Lord. It's not because I am who I am, but it's because he is who he is. His name is Jesus. There is nothing that will be impossible to those that have confidence and faith in him.
1: We live, we live in a very power-conscious society. We live in a society that is almost obsessed with power. We hear a great deal about black power white power, Asian power, the power of politics, the power of persuasion, the power of drugs, the power of money, the power of sex, atomic power, hydrogen power. The whole world is obsessed with power. But I want to talk to you today about the greatest power of all. And that is the power of the Holy Ghost. Clap your hands again and lift your voice of faith and worship to Him. I was not raised in Pentecostalism, as some of you have been privileged to do. I was not raised in this. I was a Baptist when I was a child, and I went to the Evangelical Free Church when I was a teenager in my early 20s. I can tell you in the Baptist Church, no mention is made of divine healing or the miraculous. I can also tell you in the Evangelical Free Church no mention is made of divine healing or the miraculous. The book of Acts was never even preached from in all the years I went to the Evangelical Free Church. In fact in the Evangelical Free Church they started on Sunday night exactly at 8 and ended exactly at 9. If you sneezed in the service you could cause havoc with the whole program. (laughs) If you had a coughing spell it would disrupt the service and they would probably dismiss. Here you could die and nobody would even know you were dead. We would just think that you were having some kind of a Holy Ghost spell and that you had fallen out in some trance. We wouldn't know that you were dead until the service is over. But never fear. We'll resurrect you and everything's going to be all right. Because in here, there was something powerful, powerful in this place. I never saw people worship the way you worship. I never felt what I felt among you when I came into this place. You ought to be more excited than that because God has done some miraculous things for many of you and you need to shout it from the housetop. You need to shout it from the housetop. You need to tell it every day you live. You need to find somebody and
0: make known his deeds among the people.
1: So, When I came into Pentecostalism, the thing that drew me to you was not intellect, not great preaching, not your music. It was the stories you told about the power of God you had seen. Because we had great music in the Evangelical Free Church, and there were orators there, and Billy Graham was my hero. And I was in Youth for Christ Campus Crusade. I was a counselor. I knew all about those things. We had the programming, we had the intellect, we had it all. But among you, there was something I felt among a handful of people in a basement of a parsonage There was greater than 60,000 people at McCormick Place on the shores of Lake Michigan, the Billy Graham Crusade, with 2,000 people robed in white singing How Great Thou Art, I felt more of the power of God in a, among a handful of people who called themselves Apostolic Pentecostals than I felt in all of that crusade. And I was attracted to the power I could feel something in you. I could look in your eyes and see a light shining back. And I kept coming. I remember before I ever received the Holy Ghost, wasn't even baptized yet. I'd come to a service. They invited me over to the parsonage and the assist the pastor, the assistant pastor, told a story. And it caused me, I tell you, my soul took wing. It was, it was as if I was involved with the situation. I could see it. I could feel it. I trembled. I remembered the hair standing up on my hands. He simply told a story about Brother Drost when he went to South America. He went there to preach the gospel. I'm only a visitor here. Yet they are telling among themselves stories of the great intervening power of Almighty God and the miraculous. And I'm just an eavesdropper. I'm listening to the stories that they are telling. They told the story that when Brother Drost went to South America, he was invited by one of the families to come to their home for dinner. And so, unsuspecting, he went. And there were, he had been told that they had, this man had many sons. And so when he got there, there were eight sons around the long table with the wife and himself. They served him a meal. They ate. And when the meal was over, the man of the house pushed his chair back and he said, we understand that you have with this God that you serve he said there's one of our sons that's missing from the table he's locked in that room right there and we take him out at night and when the moon is full he will dance and foam at the mouth and when the sun comes up he will collapse in the grass and no one's ever been able to help him and you are going to heal him Brother Drost got to his feet they pushed him toward the door they unlocked the door and they pushed him through the door and closed the door behind him and that son a brute of a man was lying in the corner like an animal and when brother drost was in there and the door was closed that son crawled to his feet and began to approach him and he made a guttural utterance he said i'm going to kill you and brother drost raised his hands and said in the name of." Jesus Christ! And that man fell at the feet of Brother Ghost and came out of it speaking with tongues as the Spirit of God gave him utterance. Power. Power.
0: Power like I had never heard before. I had never seen anything like it. I would never heard anything like it. I had never been witness to anything like it. But you said it was among you. You said it was among you. And that Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that what he did, he was still doing. And that what he did, we could also do. And I believe it. <laughs>
1: of the Holy Ghost, I went off to Bible school immediately, I got out of school, I went to the East Coast and I was preaching there in a church in Connecticut and we were having a move of God. Many had gotten the Holy Ghost, there had been healings and things had happened and one night on a Saturday night right in the middle of the service the back door of the sanctuary opened and in walked a very tall stately looking man and I could feel something when he walked in you can feel something in a person's life if they really know Jesus and they are anointed it just comes from them that man's entrance into the sanctuary altered the spirit world in that sanctuary and I could feel the change take place I leaned over to the pastor I said who is that man that just walked in He said, that is Brother Larson. I said, you mean the Brother Larson, the missionary? He said, yes. I said, I want to hear him say something. And the pastor looked at me. And I said, it doesn't matter if I preach or not tonight. I want to hear what he has to say. And so they invited him to the pulpit that the platform, actually, I stood and actually bowed to him because there was such a reverence inside of me for him and what I had heard about him and his ministry. He was a very dignified individual. And he acquiesced somewhat and sat down beside me. And he just sat there, and the song service went on. And finally, the pastor asked him to come and say something. I'll never forget this. He stepped in the pulpit, and he said, No, I will not preach to you. I thought to myself, this is different. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He said, you were all like fatted calves in the stall. He said, I will not preach to you. I will not waste it on you. And I felt conviction. I felt conviction run down over me. And I thought, God, help me. Help me. Help me. And the Spirit of God swept through that place, and people worshiped and wept and cried. He stood and told how when he went, I think it was Columbia, South America, if I remember correctly, he went and he said, I preached for 15 years there. Not one soul was baptized in Jesus' name. Not one soul received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And in that time frame, His wife, I think it was in childbirth, I'm not sure, I can't remember. But she died. And they had no PIM support. They were there totally. In fact, I remember some of his children were left in Canada. They left their children because of the call of the gospel in the hands of relatives to take this message to a heathen people who had never heard the name of Jesus. And on foreign soil, his wife died. And he dug her own grave with his own hands with a shovel he built a coffin out of wood and the native stood and watched him he lowered his wife's body into the grave one of the natives stepped forward and helped him lower the coffin he stood there and shoveled the dirt in and when the last shovel was in he jammed the shovel in the ground lifted his hands and said Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. And at that point we were sobbing. He said, but today there are fifteen, over 15,000 people in that valley filled with the Holy Ghost. Baptized in Jesus' name. Over 15,000 people. Someone said, what a price to pay! Someone else said, behold the purchase of such a price. How much of Jesus do you want? How much of yourself are you willing to give? Your entire future depends on the answers you give to that. As preachers, as men of God, do you want to control dozens or do you want to lead thousands? The answer you give to those questions will predestinate your entire future in God. I don't want to control dozens. I want to lead thousands. I want all of Jesus. I want to give all that I am. I want to be
0: involved with him. You don't want to just occupy space on planet Earth. It's If there is a God, then I know that there is. If there is a Jesus who is as alive as we say he is, then there is nothing too great that we can ask of us to feel His power, to see the demonstration of the Spirit of God in power, to hear the voice of God. People, listen to me. This whole world is going to burn and pass away. But he that doeth the will of God, he will abide forever and forever. I feel like screaming at you today. I feel like shaking you. I feel like shaking myself because there's an urgency in the Spirit. There's an urgency in the hour. Young people, listen to me, give your life to Jesus, give your life to Jesus, he'll give it all back to you, don't give your life to this world, the world will trample you underfoot. but he that doeth the will of God shall abide forever, and forever, and forever, and forever. So oh, clap your hands again, and shout, shout, shout with the voice of triumph, and to the Great One, to the Mighty One, to the Almighty One, whose name is Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah! You may be seated. Would you clap your hands again? Something awesome is in this house today. Brother Sism sat with me once years ago. Years ago when I was just a young minister beginning. He told me a story in India when he was there with his parents. He went into a village in India and here a woman came to him, an Indian woman, with her son. This child was probably five or six years old, but a witch doctor had placed a curse on this boy when he was born. And because of that he had never walked. He had always slithered on his stomach on the ground like a serpent. And his entire abdomen was just covered with a thick, heavy scar or callous like this, the child slithered on the ground, you could pull him up and take him by the hand and try to get him to walk, but the moment you let go of him, he would just go right back down to the ground and crawl on the ground like a snake. And this mother brought to Brother Sism and she said, this Jesus that you serve, can he do anything to break this spell? Brother Sism told me, said so Brother Stunking, I pulled that child up to my knees and I prayed in the only name that I knew, the name of Jesus Christ. And he said, I had to leave and I left that village. He said, a couple of months later, I was back through that village. He said, I saw a child running and playing with other children and I could still see vestiges of the callus on his little naked abdomen and he said so I sought the mother out and he said what happened after I left? She said oh brother Sism." she said from the moment you prayed from that time on he began to pull himself up, he began to pull himself up and he began to walk like a normal human being this is the kind of power that I'm talking about, the Bible says but you shall receive power after
0: that the Holy ghost has come upon you. You shall receive power after. This is after. Say after. But you know the problem? We've got to stir it up. You've got it inside of you. I've got it inside of me. But we need to stir up the power that is inside of us. Say I'm going to do it. Say I'm going to do it. Say I'm going to do it. Say, to do it. Now. Lift your hands and wave them toward the Lord because God is watching. I can tell you in this conference of an assurity that some of you are never ever going to be the same again. And some of you young people are not going to get to run to the excesses of riot that other young people run to because the hand of the Lord is upon many of you. And God will pull you forth out of darkness into his marvelous light. And he will speak to you and he will lift you and he will anoint you and he will draw you and he will push you out at the hand of the Lord is going to have a move of God in the same time like nothing the world has ever seen. Revival is not coming. Revival is here. You've got a hold of it. I've got a hold of it. It's inside of you. It's inside of me. We've got nothing to lose. Everything to gain. We've got nothing to lose. Everything to gain. I've got it and I know that I've got it but then I know that you've got it. But together we can shake this world. Together we can shake this world.
1: I heard another story In those early years From Brother Rowe. He was a missionary to Europe He said one day He was walking along the streets Of some city in Europe I've forgotten now He said but As I was walking along On the other side of the street He said I was drawn To an aged woman in black He said I went to her and I began to witness to her about Acts 2.38. He said she stood there and looked right into my face and my eyes. He said when I finished witnessing to her she looked into my face and she said why have you waited so long to come? She said I've been a Roman Catholic all of my life and I always knew there was something more than what I had been told. She said, every morning of my life at sunrise, I've gone to the cathedral and I've asked God if there is more, send it to me before I die. She said, why have you waited so long to come? He took her, she was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost and one week later, she was dead. Power inside of us. Who is waiting on you to come? Who is waiting on me to come? Who is it? People listen to me. There are people that will listen to me that will never listen to you. And there are people that will listen to you that will never listen to me. But if you do not reach yours and I do not reach mine, they will never ever be reached. God help us that we never stand at the judgment bar of God and people we have worked with and people we've lived with in neighborhoods walk up and say you passed me day by day you met me on the job we talked we had coffee together but you never mentioned Jesus to me you never ever mentioned him to me God help us lift your hands and ask God to help you Let your voice out, it does not matter if your neighbor hears what you are saying, it doesn't matter. Seek him while he may be found, call upon him while he is near.
0: Now let your voice out and worship him for hearing Jesus of Nazareth I thank you for hearing us I thank you that you are mindful of us For what is man that you are mindful of us
1: I remember I remember in Global Witness way back there in those seventies when Billy and Shirley Cole were in Thailand I remember reading the story of Billy Coles, when he's told that his native pastors were sent, he sent them out, they came to a village in Thailand, and when they came to the village there was a man staked on a stake at the end of a chain like a dog, like an animal, who was insane. And he was so insane that nothing could be done for him in the village, so they took him like an animal to the edge of the village and drove a big stake in the ground and chained him like an animal to the stake. And he, just like a wild man, just had worn the ground smooth. And when the, his native pastors came to the village and came upon this man. The family would come, they were very poor, but they would come and they would bring this husband and this father, they would bring him what food they could, and they would put it in a pan at the end of the chain, where he couldn't reach them or hit them, and then they would crawl back, and he would crawl and eat it like an animal out of this tray, this tin pan. Billy told me later, he said, Lee, he said, my men knelt down just at the end of the chain out of the man's reach and fell into intercessory prayer and lowered their faces to the ground and began to worship Jesus Christ of Nazareth and the spirit of God took over and they prayed and prayed. Suddenly they became aware that the chain was not moving and that the chain was not rattling and they opened their eyes and looked into the face of a man who had been totally healed and restored. the kind of power that we have that's the kind of power that's inside of you that's the kind of power that's inside of me that's the kind of power that's inside of you it's inside of you when the village when it was noised abroad in the village what had happened they came out in unbelief to
0: see they loosed the man and restored him to his wife and children and the entire village was baptized in Jesus name and the entire village received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking of tongues we see power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Say, I've got it. Say, I've got it. Shake yourself and say, but I really do have it. I really do have this kind of power. The streets, the streets are walking forward. Get that envelope out of their heads. But you young people can lay hands upon them. And you can rid them of those things.
1: You've got that kind of power. Brother Sister Thompson, ex-missionaries, to Columbus, South America, my personal friends, they live in the Houston area, go to Brother Kilgore's church. Sister Thompson's not well at all now. But I remember going, I've eaten with them many times. I've been in their home many, many times. We're great friends. And one night, they told me that in Columbia, South America, they said that there was a leper colony in the area. I think it was in Bogota. And they said that one day, to the mission that they had, a leprous woman came to the the mission. She had leprosy so bad that even the other lepers in the colony would not go near her. Her whole body stunk. She was covered with just corruption oozing from the cracks and the sores and scales, but somehow in the streets, she had found one of the tracks that had been passed out from their mission, and she read it and believed in baptism in Jesus' name, and in her weakened condition, she made her her way to the mission station. And she held up the track, and she said, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. And Brother Thompson's assistant was there, and he said, I won't baptize you. He said, but I'll call for Brother Thompson. Brother Thompson came, and she told him her story. She said, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. Will you baptize me? He said, yes, I will. And the only baptistry they had was like a a, a tank, a metal tank. And In order to baptize her, he had to get in the water with her. He climbed in the water with her. He explained what was going to happen to her. He baptized her in Jesus' name. And when he put her under the water and brought her out, the water, the force of water, just, just swept off her body and pulled from her body, these scabs and this corruption. Sister Thompson, she said, Brother Stone talking the whole surface of the water in the tank was just covered with all these scales and all of this corruption. She said, and when Brother Thompson stepped out of the baptistry it clung to his pants like his pants were covered with it and he had to walk several blocks to where we lived to even get a change of clothes but when the leper came out of the water she said, I feel so clean I feel so clean <laughs> Sister, Thompson, Sister Thompson said to me she said when the storm came that leper walked back where she lived in that, that leperarium, and she went to bed that night uh, can you imagine, can you imagine? People hear me today. I'm convinced we could lift a fallen world if more of us had the grace to stoop. We could lift a fallen world if more of us had the grace to stoop. It's so very easy to stoop. You know what, what, is, invo- what is involved? You lean forward slightly bend, and you reach down. But it's so much easier if you have first reached up and outward to him. The stripping is easy if you have first done this. She went to bedding at dawn, and every morning she was to change all the sheets on the bed because they were just filled with blood and corruption and all the stuff that oozed from her body. And when she got up in the morning, she looked back at the bed to take the, the sheets off to change them. And the sheets were clean. She looked at her
0: body and began to scream, I am healed. I am healed. She ran out of her house. She ran out into the streets screaming at God. I am healed. I am clean. I am am clean. And she woke up the entire village. Shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I don't want to be in just traditional Pentecostalism. I want to be in apostolic Pentecostalism. I want to be in apostolic Pentecostalism with the lame the blind see, the death wheel, the lepers are cleansed, the drug addict is here, the perverted people are cleansed, and the, bra- the spirits are broken. I tell you, people, we've got it. It's inside of us. It is inside of us. It is inside of us. It inside of us. It's a matter of st- that we've got this after, this after, but we shall receive power
1: after. <laughs> <laughs> and when I first started preaching, I told all these wonderful stories. I preached all these stories from missionaries and and men like you, who are older, that had all these great things happening and all of a sudden, one day, I had my own stories because if you preach it, you will get it you get what you preach if you are hungry for it, he will fill you he will give it to you so I preached your stories and now I don't need your stories because I have my own stories this Jesus is faithful. He is faithful to promise. He is faithful to promised, it. and I know better than you are. If He'll do it for me, He'll do it for
0: you. It's just a matter of preaching it. It's just a matter of telling it. It's just a matter of executing
1: it. It's just a matter of getting
0: involved.
1: Mm. I was at Landmark Convention. I preached the final service of that half for several years. And one night we had a sovereign move of God. The gift of faith is in that place. All kinds of things happened. There's over 5,000 people in that civic auditorium the last night. And uh, the, the service was over. We were, it was quite late. But Brother Nathaniel Haney, Brother Haney's son and I, were walking down that middle aisle. And he was a man sitting in the middle of the aisle on the main floor with his pants legs up, taking this big brace off his leg. And I said to him, I said, son, what are you doing? He said, this is my story. He said, I came in tonight off the street. He said, my leg had been broken in a motorcycle accident. They set the the bone wrong. And he said, there was this big growth on my leg. And this brace was leather with a hole cut in the leather for the bone to come through. And there were steel rods to keep his foot straight. He said, I don't know what happened. He said, but in this service tonight, listening to you preach, he said, The bone disappeared and my foot straightened. He—he was taking—he was in the process of taking, taking this brace off. We began to worship. It was incredible. We began to worship. He was laughing at us. He said, "I've never seen anything like this." He said, "This place is powerful." I said, "You have no idea how powerful this place is." He got up, threw that brace over his shoulder, and walked out of there healed. This is after people. This is after. This
0: is after. That kind of power, I can feel that kind of power in this place. I can feel that kind of power in this place here today. I can feel that kind of power in this house here today. How many of you believe it? How many of you really believe it? Do we have the power? Is this thing in this house? Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was preaching in a church years ago. There was a young mother holding a baby at the back of the auditorium, leaning against the wall. I had been told that since this child was born, she was very, very ill and it was getting worse. She hardly had the strength now to take care of the child and no one seemed to know what was wrong with her. And in this church, they not go to doctors, it's very quiet. <laughs> they believed God for everything. They didn't even take aspirin. Hmm. Here was this young mother the Spirit of God began to move in that song service, and by the time they turned the service over to me, Jesus said to me, don't preach. And I like that because it's a night off for me, I don't mind at all, because <laughs> you'll never upstage Jesus, you'll never do it better than him, you'll never compete with him. If he walks in, the best thing you could do is scrap your notes and say, Jesus, which way do you want me to go? And do what he wants. So, I just kept singing the chorus, and I kept singing the chorus. You know, if God is moving on how great thou art, don't switch to I'll Fly Away. You kill it, you kill it dead. Keep singing
0: how great thou art, if you sing it 5,000 times, as long as God is moving, keep
1: singing how great thou art. That's for free, that's not part of my notes at all. But all of a sudden, this young mother handed that baby, I was in the pub watching this, she handed that baby to someone else and she took off running around the sanctuary. It was bigger than this, she was running. And I thought, this is great, I knew something was happening but I couldn't tell exactly what, so I just kept singing and people were just swaying and people were lying on the floor under the pews and this girl kept running and all of a sudden she came down this side side aisle over here and she stopped and grabbed another woman out of the audience and they jumped up and down together and then they both took off running. As she came around, she kept dragging other women out of the audience, and so she had ten people running with her, these ladies were all running, just running, 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 and I'm singing, 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 and people are worshipping, 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 and all kinds of things are happening, but after a while, this young girl, the ten ladies, they didn't make it as many laps as she did, they sort of get retired from the, from the experience, and she's by herself. But she makes one final lap, and she comes and she falls on the floor in front of the pulpit in the carpet, just sobbing, shaking, and trembling. I kept singing, and all kinds of things happen. He went on for a long time. After a while, she got up. She walked back. She took that child in her hands, and she's back there holding the baby over this arm and waving to God on the other hand, and it was just a wonderful thing. All of a sudden, she stopped, she gave that baby to someone else, and she ran to the ladies' room. And she came out of there with two other women after about a half hour. They were both registered nurses that worked in the local hospital. The reason that she ran, I found out later, is because The reason she took off running in the beginning is because she saw a ball of fire on the carpet and that ball of fire began to roll and she knew if she could touch that ball of fire she would be healed and she was chasing that ball of fire, the presence of the Holy Ghost around that sanctuary and when she touched it she collapsed. She had gone to the ladies room and she had vomited up a malignant cancer with all the tentacles,
0: all the roots,
1: everything, the size of a grapefruit. And the, the nurses diagnosed it. Power. Power. Power! Do you hear me
0: today? If you're in the presence of the Holy Ghost, just as easily as you feel him, you can suddenly be healed. Right there where you're all seated, right there where you're all standing. I have to come to you in the hands of you. I don't have to announce you in the, the Those things work and they are biblical. That's the gift of faith. When Jesus comes in, he can walk down the aisle. He can sweep across a congregation. He can suddenly cause a tumor to disappear just like that. He can cause a leg to grow. He can cause blind eyes to see. He can cause deaf ears to begin to hear. Can you see it. Here, O Israel, the Lord, our God, is one God. There is only one God. And the Bible says that that God is a spirit. God is a spirit. So here is revelation. Here is understanding. As easily as you can feel it. The same Holy Ghost that causes you to speak with tongues causes blind eyes to see. The same Holy Ghost that causes you to tremble in his presence causes deaf ears to snap open. The same Holy Ghost that causes legs to grow is the same Holy Ghost that causes you to speak with tongues and tremble if you take off running and dancing because there's only one God and that God is a spirit. What am I telling you? I'm telling you this. If you can feel him just as easily as you can feel him you can suddenly be healed right there where you are seated. You can suddenly be healed right there where you are standing. You can just suddenly be here. It can suddenly be God, the rays of the Holy Ghost. The gift of faith is in this house. The miraculous is in this house. Healing is in this house today. Powerfully in this house. To your hands again and rejoice in his presence, in his knowledge. because because I'm an ordained minister I can get into almost any place I want to get into I've been in intensive care units I've been in all kinds of places I've gone into cancer
1: patients where they have been burned with radiation One, one Roman Catholic lady in our area I had a saint in my church that we got converted from the catholic church and she told me she had this aged friend in the hospital wanted me to go so i went to ellis hospital i walked in and she was in an isolation area her body had been burned it looked like a hamburger that had been laid out on a counter with no covering on it for two or three days angry purple and red and dried black her arms her legs her neck she was just and i and i was so moved i threw myself down on my knees beside her bed and i said mother what happened to you She said, she called me dear reverend. She said, oh dear reverend. She said, I heard you were coming. She said, they've given me cobalt treatment. She said, they take me into this room. They put me on this this bed type thing. She said, they swat me and they push a button on the wall. She said, but I don't feel anything.
0: Did you get that? She said, I don't feel anything. You don't have to feel anything. That's our problem. We want too much from God too much of the
1: time. Faith. She said, but the rays are supposed to shine through my body and burn out the cancer cells. She said, but they didn't get me slanted right, and the rays got caught in my flesh, and I'm burned. And I said to myself, Jesus, I understand something here. When you come through the doors of this sanctuary, people, You have exposed yourself to the most powerful radiation that is known to man. The rays of the Holy Ghost. When you come through these doors, whether you feel all you want to feel or not, the rays of the Holy Ghost can shine right through your shirt, right through your flesh, and can cause a tumor to disappear right there where you're seated. The rays of the Holy Ghost can remove a tumor from your brain. In Brother Kilgore's church, there was a woman who came on Sunday morning with a brain tumor the size of a golf ball on the back of her head, scheduled for surgery on Monday morning. But in a service very much like this on a Sunday morning, the Holy Ghost walked up to her. The rays of the Holy Ghost touched her. When she went to the hospital Monday morning, they did another CAT scan and remarked the head for the surgery. And when they brought the X round, there was no tumor there.
0: The doctors were in a flurry because their reputation is at
1: stake, you know? So they dragged out the old x-ray, and there it was. They took the x-ray this morning, and it was not. Because they can't understand that between this x-ray and this x-ray, there's a man called Jesus who steps on the scene.
0: I never went near her. I never anointed her with oil. I didn't even know she was there. I never even prayed for her. But in the presence of God, in the presence of God, in the presence of the Lord, God knows your need right there where you are today. That tumor just disappeared. It was totally gone. This is where God is trying to lead us in the church. This is where he'll take us in this conference. We've got to get beyond our traditional one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We've got to get a hold of the supernatural and the realm of the supernatural. We've got to get into the gift of faith. God is trying to lead us to mass evangelism. We're never going to reach this world the way we're going about it. But there is a power. There is a power after the Holy Ghost come upon you. There is a power that should reach out from us. There is a power in our services. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm sick of church. I'm sick of confidence. I'm sick of confidence. I'm sick of everything. Unless when I get there, there's going to be a move of the Spirit. And something's going to happen. I want something to happen. I want to get involved. I don't want to just come to church and sit here. I don't want to just come both of motion i want something to happen i want something to happen something is supposed to happen something is supposed to happen when we come together in the name of jesus christ of nazareth something is supposed to happen why because the two or three are gathered together in his name there he is in the midst of them he is here he is here he is here he is here, he is here.
1: of the gift of faith. I've had it for a long time. There are things happening in the meetings where I'm going and the bigger the crowd, the better it works for me. There are things happening that are incredible to me. I don't even, I can feel it, I can sense it, but I don't don't know the details. I find out about miracles that happen sometimes weeks after I leave a place, months after I leave a place. There was one women's conference, I did 7,000 ladies in that conference. There was a woman in the balcony at the back who had a kneecap removed and was gonna have to have the leg amputated. The gift of faith was in that place. She could feel the Holy Ghost, she connected with it. And in that balcony, God replaced that kneecap. You know when I found out about it? I found out about about six months later. She was the arm of her husband with the highest of high-heeled shoes shouting across the parking lot, screaming at me, Brothers donking Brothers King. I couldn't get to you in the meeting, but I want to tell you something. She came and told the whole story. She said,
0: The kneecap has totally been replaced. She kicked her foot like this. She said, I've come here to dance and to shout and to tell her. And she did dance and shout and tell her. Because there is a God who can do anything. There is a God who can do everything. His name is Jesus. There is no power like to this power. This Holy Ghost, there is no power like to this Holy Ghost. There is nothing like it! Never has been, never will be again!
1: Cancer has been healed. Many people have been healed of cancer. Lupus has been healed. Legs have grown. In one service, while I was just preaching, just preaching, the gift of faith was in their place. They could feel the Holy Ghost. A woman brought her daughter with one leg shorter than the other one. While the preaching was going on, the mother happened to look down, and the daughter's leg had begun to grow. And she sat there and watched it grow. She was so afraid she couldn't move. They didn't move until the very end of the service, the altar service. We went back to see what was wrong, and the woman began to cry. She said, "Look!" She said, "Look!" She said, look. She said "My daughter's leg has." Room, as long as the other one this is the kind of power but you shall receive power 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 after the fall of this it can you power among
0: the people of god And the only way we're going to get it is to preach it and to tell it. I want you to lift your hands in the presence of the Lord. And let your voice out. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just lift your voice. And let your hands out. Because there are people here who need healing. There are people here who need the miraculous. There are people here who need a miracle in their body. I don't care what the doctor told you. I don't care what the doctor said. I defy the prognosis. I defy the diagnosis. I defy it all. There is a Jesus who is greater. There is a Jesus who is greater. He is greater. He is greater. He is is And one touch of the Master's hand can run (laughs) me alone! Hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah! 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 The ministry of the Spirit has begun. The ministry of the Spirit has begun in this place. Just as easily as you can feel Him, if you can feel Him, if you can feel the healing, this sanctification, if you can feel Him, if you would just stand in your feet and wave your hands, I don't care what your condition is. One touch of the Master's hand, healing, 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 this receiving. Receive it, receive it, receive it in the name of Jesus, receive it in the name of Jesus, by the authority, of the Lord of God, by the power of the Lord of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There is healing in this platform, there is healing in this platform, there's healing in this this the patron, such as I have, such as I have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, such as I have in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, somebody's going to do it, somebody's going to do it, somebody's going to do it. It might as well be me and it might as well be you. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I command you to be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you feel that God has touched you, if you feel the miraculous touch of God, would you come and stand at this altar? Would you come and stand here and lift your hands and wave them? You ought to know you can feel the thing in your body. You can feel the thing in your body. In the name of Jesus, something, 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 something glorious is in this house because this is after. This is after. This is after. And the power of the Holy Ghost is in this house. He's in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. That's it. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. The healing touches in this house. The gift of faith is in this house. Such as I have in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Such as I have in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Such as I have in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. That's it, mother. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just a Jesus You've got it. You've got it. You've got it. Just the Jesus faith. That's it, son. That's it. That's it. I command you to be healed. I command you to be healed in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it.